Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to this, the latest episode of the HR Tech Chat video podcast. And with me today, I have a very special guest from one of my very favorite companies I solved. Her name is Megan Cohen, and she is VP of HR Services. Welcome, Megan. Thank you very much, Brent. I'm so happy to be here. Oh, and the pleasure is all mine. We're so happy to have you here on the podcast. And we have a really, really exciting, interesting topic today um, that that I don't think is talked enough about in, in podcasts. It's all about HR services. We talk so much about technology in this in, in this podcast and in the space in general with the influencers yeah. and the analysts, of which I'm one. Um, but we don't talk about the services enough. And so I'm really looking forward to diving into that with you today. First of all, first of all, blah, I'm all tongue tied. First of all, <laughs> it's okay, Brent. Um, don't be nervous. <laughs> yeah, it's funny that the host is a nervous one today. Anyway, um, would you please maybe, yeah, just introduce um, our audience to you know just some of your background, what kind of led you to the role you're in, uh, that sort of thing. I think that'd be very helpful. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, well, I've been in the HR profession for a little over 15 years now. And that has been, you know, a mixture of internal roles for about half of my career, you know, working my way up, you know, through the HR generalist, HR business partner, kind of HR manager track, often at, you know, small dynamic tech startups. Um, I happen to live and work in California. So there's a lot of very unique industry here, you know, around tech, around biotech um, that I've gotten a chance to work with very closely. And then in the more recent half of my career, I made the switch over to the consulting side. And I, I really loved that transition because as, you know, as an HR consultant, you get to see a breadth of problems that you don't get to experience if you stay at one company for five years of your career so it really kind of helps to accelerate your you know, exposure to different challenges, different business experiences, different industries. And once I kind of caught that consulting bug there, there was really no going back for me. So, you know, I've been at iSolve since 2021, mm -hmm. leading the HR consulting kind of outsourcing solutions here, you know, here at iSolved. And I do think, I agree with you, it's really exciting to be at a company that is looking at HR so holistically, mm -hmm. because technology is a really critical you know, piece of the puzzle to help businesses, but it is not the only piece. There's, there's people components as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that's a great segue to sort of the, the perfect tee up question we have to sort of start this conversation today. But um, just to kind of swoop out for a second here um, and just kind of set the table, I was looking at uh, at ISOL's most recent uh, report about people leaders, and it's called the Power Moves, what 500 HR leaders are doing now and next. It's the third annual HR leaders report from you guys. And by the way, I, I read these all the time. They're very in-depth and they're very um, informative. Uh, what really struck me is that 83% of HR leaders, This I believe it's director level and above, I have to go back to my notes and we'll include this in the blog intro that comes with every one of these podcasts. Um, but 83% of HR leaders believe that indeed, they indeed believe that they are seen as strategic by organizational leadership in their organizations, which is really, really, I mean, that's, that's encouraging. We've talked about this 
on and on and on for many years. Maybe it's working. It looks like it's working. We keep talking about it and it's working. Um, and they also say, though, that one of the things that they're really looking to do in the coming year is and we're already almost halfway through the year. It's amazing, isn't it? <laughs> um, that they really want one of their priorities is looking into outsourcing some of that HR function. I mean, I guess that's a really good segue here because, you know, we talk so much in the industry about technology this and technology that. What are some of the other things you touched you touched on this briefly? Maybe we could dive into a little bit more, but what are some of the other things HR departments starting their journey yeah. to HCM maturity, which is where I think a lot of these organizations feel like they're moving toward? Uh, what are some of the other things that they might need? Yeah, absolutely. Well, first of all, I was so excited to see that statistic as well. Um, you know, I think that, you know, the HR function has really gone through such an amazing transformation just in the, you know, in the short time, relatively speaking, that I've been in the profession, really turning it from, you know, a very paper focused function, you know, a you know, policy focused function into a strategic asset for the business. And I think that, you know, for organizations that haven't reached that, that place in their HR maturity yet, I, for me, the most important thing that they need to keep in mind is the change management piece. Mm -hmm. And this is something that, you know, my group from a strategic consulting perspective helps clients with often because, you know, it, it's very easy for HR to be so in the weeds that you don't pause to step back and think about the strategy and the process for rolling out the changes that are necessary to reach those upper levels of, you know, HCM maturity. And it, we can almost take it for granted sometimes because, you know, we're in HR, we're in it every day, we're reading the trends reports, we're, you know, seeing the white papers, and we know that there's value in, you know, these technology pieces. But we have a part of our role is to make sure that we're bringing others along in that in that journey. Um, and I, I do actually have a very relevant example from a few years ago um, with a client that I was doing an HR assessment for. Yeah. And yeah. Let's hear so it. <laughs> I so I one I love an HR assessment. It, it's bread and butter. You know, it's really how I started my consulting career, and it's nice because you know it's. It's like CSI, right? <laughs> let's, <laughs> yeah. let's get, let's see how this happened, and you know, forensics, why this yeah, right, forensics, right? And and, and and you know, I love Law and Order, so I enjoy, <laughs> I enjoy getting into that nitty gritty. And for this particular client, as we worked through the assessment, you know, at the size that they were at, they were they were you know kind of pushing 150 employees and kind of pushing, so they were reaching a stage where they really needed to get some technologies and processes in place if they were going to keep scaling the way that they were going to. And I identified, you know, with them that they didn't have an applicant tracking system. You know, they didn't have an ATS. And that seemed like an easy win, right? I, you know, right front and center, you know, with the volume that you're hiring, the way that you're scaling, this would be a great win for the organization. Have you ever thought about it? And they actually said, we implemented one a year ago and we had to pull it out. Wow. <laughs> and, I, and I was like, I have, I have questions. <laughs> yeah, I do too. <laughs> right. What happened? Right. Was it, was it a tool? Pro you know, was it not the right tool? Did you not have, you know, executive support? You know, what, what was the problem? Mm -hmm. And when we 
really dug into it. It, it, the tool was fine. You know, it had been signed off on everyone at the sort of top had agreed on the value and why this was important, but the managers that needed to adopt it weren't on board. Mm. They weren't on board. And for them, it was as simple as I had to wait for a password to get reset. I didn't remember how to get in and it was faster for me to just email you. Wow. It was as simple as, it was as simple as that. Right. But, but because they hadn't anticipated the needs of their managers and kind of brought them along in the change process, Mm. they, it, it, that issue got ahead of them and it ended up kind of tainting the experience of the technology for some key managers that weren't willing to be change advocates because they hadn't been engaged early enough in the process. And so, you know, we, we talked about how to address that, you know, for next time, right. Communicating Mm. your vision, you know, using more data to kind of, you know, show the value and also maybe getting some champions since they Mm. knew they had resistant managers. So change management, critical part. of (laughs) (laughs) That's a really illustrative story. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's a, thank you for sharing. It really frames it. And, 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 you know, and I'm, there's all sorts of, just instances of this kind of thing happening all across the fruited plain, I guess we could say. (laughs) And and it really, you know, so this makes me think, you know, my mind is, the wheels are turning now because I'm thinking, okay, we have a lot of solution providers in this space with a lot of, with, there's a lot of great technology in the space and, and iSolved has a great solution. We've spoken with plenty of you, uh, customers that use it. Um, what is iSolved sort of grand st- uh, philosophy or maybe strategy? You don't have to answer this question completely because we're boiling the ocean here, but but what is, what is the sort of the rationale? Maybe that's a better word. Yeah. The rationale behind having the HR services because I can see some real synergies here and some positive stuff to have that HR services arm um, that's working sort of, you know, in, in complementing, let's say the, the, the technology stack, what's the philosophy there? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I think it's a, it's a few things. I use this, I overuse analogies. I love talking about (laughs) soup pots and airplanes. So bear, (laughs) bear with me. But, you know, for me, buying a really great technology is awesome. You've bought the airplane. Mm. Who's who's going to pilot it? <laughs> who's mm. the crew? Who are we transporting? <laughs> right. Technology yeah. alone doesn't solve a problem. Right. It's a vehicle to solve that problem. But the problem is you're trying to get from point A to point B. Mm-hmm. Right. It's not in and of itself the destination. It's just a tool. So from, you know, from myself's perspective, and, you know, certainly from mine, there are a ton of organizations out there, both that have formal HR and that don't have very formal HR that could really use, you know, a co-pilot or they could really use, you know, a crew member, some way to kind of what we call augment their existing team with a fractional HR resource to oh, help yeah. them, right, to help them pilot, you know, this great plane <laughs> that, yeah. they've, that they've in, invested in. And so, you know, we've, we've built an incredible team. I'm very, very proud of them. 
you know, we've got we've got over 50 professionals that are experts in HR, you know, benefits, payroll. We're helping, you know, over 1200 customers, you know, all over the United States. And, you know, we we focus in a in a couple of areas from a philosophical standpoint. Mm-hmm. We have our consulting solution, which is really where we focus in HR consulting work. And, and I will talk more about that in a moment. Yeah. We also have our outsourcing solutions. Mm-hmm. So we do um, what we call managed benefits. You could think of that as benefits administration, where we're, we're really the ones taking the work on for the client, you know, helping enroll people in, you know, carrier websites, you know, doing data management in the system. We have a similar solution that we call managed payroll, payroll outsourcing, where we can really be the doers and kind of take that work for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and then on our consulting side, you know, we're we are advisors. So the way that I like to describe that is sort of think of HR in three buckets. You know, there's the administrative work of HR. You know, processing a background check. You know, doing data entry, sending an offer letter that administrative piece still sits with our clients. And then we focus in the really compliance and strategic areas. So, you know, compliance might be, you know, gosh, I want to hire this person. Am I doing it correctly? You know, I want to performance manage this person or exit them. Am I doing that correctly? They need a leave. You know, we need a policy. We need a handbook, that real bread and butter HR compliance work. And then, you know, the strategy piece looks different for every client, right? You know, that example around applicant tracking, you know, is is a great one. And that's a very strategic focus that we would have in our team. Um, And we do HR assessments for clients all the time in that strategic space. Interesting. Interesting. You know, that's a question that I think a lot of us have in the space is we hear so much about the change management and the strategy and all of that. I'm looping, sort of lumping those together uh, for the sake of this question, but, or observation, I think, is that you you gave a really good example of what that actually looks like. (laughs) Because it sounds, you know, oftentimes it sounds sort of like a, like a catch, catchy term, you know, Um, but what does it actually entail? Okay, let's do some change management. Okay. What does that mean? You know, you said, you know, it's kind of like CSI, uh, forensics, you're going in there, figuring out what, figuring out what makes that organization tick, so to speak. And then coming up with recommendations and helping them align their various people in ways they might be misaligned. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, now you were uh, mentioning that. So I can imagine that, you know, a lot of, um, let me put it this way. And there's a lot of vendors out there. They have a, a great technology, right? And you hear all sorts of stories and we won't name any names, obviously, because just about every vendor has them. But you hear these stories where there was a, you know, something was uh, sold, you know, and it was, uh, and and I've looked at a lot of these and I happen to know that a lot of these are good systems, but they were sold. And then it was somehow implemented wrong or the or the buyer misunderstood what they were getting and and it just seems to snowball from there and it can look it can make it look like the technology is bad when it it may very well be let's say even just good enough you know i have this little theory that that if your technology is good enough uh especially in hcm then you know that that you know, if your ba- if your technology is not good enough, then you have even bigger problems, and maybe maybe you're not going to be competing much longer in this space. But if your technology is good enough, then 
then there's all sorts of other things that that are almost become more important and that are going to um, going to uh, result in more customers, more happy customers. What, what are your thoughts around that? You know, for me, for me, it gets back to the, you know, that, that airplane analogy, right? Mm. You, you know, if you put bad data and, you know, bad processes into a good technology, you're going to get a bad outcome. Mm-hmm. And, and that may be, you know, ex- I don't mean to say that a process is bad or that the way you've been doing something all along as an organization is necessarily bad, but I don't think there's an HR person on the planet that wouldn't say, oh, we've got some improvements. <laughs> that, that, that <laughs> there's a couple things that we could, you know, shore up and, and kind of improve. Um, for me, you know, one of the reasons I love doing HR consulting in a software company like I solved is because we have the ability to not only be HR experts, but also to be technology experts in our tool. Mm-hmm. So, you know, for us, that's a core tenet of the consulting work that we do is helping our clients maximize their investment in the technology that they've purchased and really get the most out of it. And that might mean, you know, optimizing its configuration in a way they'd never thought before, using a feature that they hadn't thought of before. You know, a, a really common example actually happens for us all the time is, you know, we'll have a client go, hey, I'm getting, you know, a workers comp audit. I need to, I need to pull a bunch of data together. Help. Mm-hmm. What do I do? And we can show them, okay, well, this is, this is the report that you pull in ISOL. This is how we collect that data in the system and make it available for you to do. Oh gosh, you're not actually tracking this data as you, as well as you could be. Mm-hmm. Let's help you set up a process so that next year, when this happens again, you can be confident that that data is available, it's reliable, and, and you can get it out in a timely way. And, and that sounds like such a small thing, but for, you know, for an organization or for an HR team that's already stretched very thin and is just trying to do as much as they can with their limited resources, you know, saving 30 minutes that week can be a really big deal. Yeah. Um, and so, and, and that's one interaction in, you know, a hundred interactions that we'll have with a client over the course of a year. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. That every single time savings is, is, is precious, you know, and, and, uh, absolutely. And that, that results in productivity gains. And, and I like to think, you know, I like to talk about, you know, what, what are the productivity gains? Well, you know, this person is, has that much more mental white space, um, yeah to actually think strategically, right? Um, you mentioned, you know, I, I also like analogies and metaphors and, and uh, sometimes I can take analogies, you know, too far, like, you know, hey, hey, just, you know, abandon that analogy now, Brent, come on. <laughs> you start to stretch the metaphor a little bit, right? <laughs> <laughs> but the airplane thing is so good. You're right, because, you know, you could make an airplane that's, um, you know, that's especially easy, like exceedingly easy to fly, right? Um, but you still need, it still needs to be sort of enticing for somebody to actually fly it. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, so, so you know, this side of, of the true set it and forget it HR system, which I, you know, I don't even know if that's even possible. You There's, okay, there's a state of the art of technology, right? I think maybe you could potentially, even today, or, you know, if theoretically, 
probably not today, actually, having looked at the landscape. But at some point in the future, we could possibly create an HR system that's fully autonomous, right? But it makes me wonder whether whether we'd there would still be instances, there would be, you know, these these sort of um, opportunities, we we'll call them opportunities, where, look, this is how you can make the system better, like like that, you know, capturing the data story that you just shared. You know, one of the things that I hear about is autonomous pay, which um, when I first heard about it and I realized what it meant, I was really excited because I heard it a couple of times. Sometimes I'm slow and I was like, well, autonomous pay, what does that mean? And then all of a sudden it dawned on me, oh, yeah, like the autonomous cars that Google has, you know, autonomous pay, where it's an act, a system where you actually don't need any people uh, attending it, tending to it, you know, it just runs on its own. But this this conversation today is making me really, really question whether we'll, two things, whether we'll ever get to the point where we'll have, you know, that autonomous autopilot, there's the, the, um, <laughs> the airplane uh, analogy again, actually, um, uh, system, and, but deep, more deeply, whether that's a good, objective anyway is that the goal we want yeah i i completely agree you know i think that there's a ton of opportunity for technology to simplify compliance right mm -hmm. and to simplify you know processes eliminate man hours by making things more efficient right but there's always going to be a human element to mm -hmm. having humans in your business <laughs> <laughs> yes right? exactly and, and I mean that, you know, the, the, change, I, the change management story, you know, that I shared with you at the beginning is a great example where just throwing a technology out there and going, we're good, right? We did it. <laughs> we solved this problem with technology. It, it, it undervalues the human aspect of us interacting with these technologies on a daily basis, you know, needing them to add, add value to our lives, add time back in our day. And then what, you know, what are we going to do with that time afterwards? So, so mm -hmm. I'm so glad that, you know, our survey shared such a, a high number of HR professionals that feel like HR is being viewed as a more strategic asset. Cause I view that as the future of HR, you know, the future mm -hmm. of HR is not data entry, you know, or, or coming up with looking up what the policy is for New Jersey, right? That's, that's not the future of HR. The future of HR is how are we going to be business leaders and lead our organizations into the future and leverage those technologies and those people assets as, as effectively mm -hmm. as we can. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And, you know, let's talk about what strategic HR can look like. Um, because I'm sure that you've you sort of you sort of observed firsthand a few sort of examples of this. You know, you, so you go in, you help an organization um, uh, maximize the 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 newfound efficiencies that are sort of in there in the system. Uh, now they have more time uh, to to breathe. You know, to take a deep breath. Um, <laughs> think for a second, right? Because they're not just you know like all reactive, all this stuff coming at me that's operational. And, and now I can think, what are some of the things that you've been able to sort of help organizations do from a strategic standpoint in, 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 in their HCL? Yeah, absolutely. You know, so for, for starters, I'm going to tell another story because I love, I love a good story. I love stories um, too. You know, so very, you know, kind of early in my HR career, when I, for, I was a, new manager. I was like a little baby manager. I had one intern that, you know, 
I had responsibility over and I was so proud of myself, you know, that I had achieved that in my career. And my, my leader at the time gave me some incredible advice that really stuck with me, which was good leaders know how to delegate. Yeah. Good leaders know how to delegate. There's only so much time that you have in your day. There's only so much that you personally can do. You need to find your resources, figure out who the right person to delegate to is. And mm. so for us, you know, when I think about what are the benefits of working, you know, with iSolved HR services, to me, our, our clients that are utilizing us the most effectively have learned how to delegate to us wow. correctly, right? And, and, you know, for me, we work with clients that look all different types of ways. You know, we've got senior HR leaders that need to delegate compliance support. You know, our one of our larger customers is well over a thousand employees and they're in 36 states. Wow. And they and they have an HR team of three. Uh, well, well below the <laughs> the recommended yeah. ratio of about 1.4 <laughs> to 100, you know, employees. Uh, thankfully all in the US. So it's a little bit less to me, you know, there's no international complications. But they lean on us for proactive, you know, support around HR compliance because they just can't keep up, you know, without, yeah. without using us as, as help. But we also work with teams who have, you know, newer HR folks in their, you know, folks who are newer in their career that are looking for strategic guidance and, you know, change management support and, and you know, validation that their thought process on how they want to implement something is, it makes sense. And that, you know, another HR pro professional with a lot of years behind them agrees that that's the right way to do it, you know, mm -hmm. but we also work with office managers and, you know, payroll managers who are wearing the HR hat or owners, you know, mm -hmm. who realize that they, you know, that they don't know what they don't know and that that's opening up risk. For their businesses. So, you know, HR, HR problems uh, don't go away just because you don't have a really formal HR team. Those problems are still there. <laughs> um, I, yeah. I, sorry to interrupt, but, but uh, you get excited. I, know, about I touch on a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we, and we, this term didn't originate with us. Um, it's been out there, but this, this idea of accidental HR people. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of small companies that have grown to a certain size, they, uh, you know, they've sort of, it's almost like the, 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 not shrapnel, but you know, it's like that, that what's, what's the, the residual stuff, but yeah. as they hire more people, they realize, oh, excuse me, there's all this stuff that I got to take care of in order to make sure I'm employing people correctly. You know, yeah. just like I'm dotting the, the I's and crossing the T's and, and people take that on sometimes it would be a, you know, uh, you know, the, 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 the comptroller, maybe when it comes to payroll or it might be, uh, you know, the, uh, maybe even the founder, you know, and, and sometimes the, you know, they'll get to a point where they realize, okay, we need to hire somebody yeah. to take over this function. And then at that, that inflection point, there's a, Hopefully, you know, they're savvy enough to understand that they need a technology for it, too. They're not, they're not just bringing somebody on to kind of just, you know, roll this rock up the hill every week or whatever. Right. And so 
it can be interesting. And then there's sometimes, you know, we've actually looked at what um, ISOLV deployments where, or ISOLV engagements was called it. And I don't know if HR services was involved, but there's there's one that's called, we, we actually published a case study vignette on this right at home, uh, Long Island, North Shore. And that, I'm not even going to uh, try to pronounce his name right now because he's a very difficult name starts with a z but great guy he's i won't owner. tell him don't don't worry i won't tell him <laughs> <laughs> he may see this podcast but anyway <laughs> i'll figure it out when we when we post but in any event um he's the owner it's a franchise it's you know helping senior citizens at their home providing those types of services and and he was really extolling the uh, so he was sort of an accidental hr person that was a not so accidental dental uh, people leader. And so he, he actually works directly in the ISOLV system. He has an HR person helping him. He's a franchise owner. So he's not an HR person, but he's working in the ISOLV system and it's helping them, him to be uh, more efficient. And so he can focus on people leadership. And, I, and, and again, I don't know if HR services is involved there. It probably would uh, only help to, uh, you know, improve, the, uh, improve that uh, positivity even more. But, but that's a great example of this kind of, you know, it's HR is so much more than that operational piece and getting away from that operational piece, getting something in place with uh, some sort of a combination of technology and people who understand it and understand what HR is all about. That to me seems to be the key to sort of, you know, um, uh, HR, uh, let's use a a crazy word, emancipating itself. Um, you know, uh, it's this 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 administrative uh, tedium. Yeah, yeah. I, I and and that gets back to what I was saying earlier, right? Where it's it, it is so easy to be in the weeds with mm -hmm. HR and feel like you're just going from one fire to another fire to another fire. But you know, for me, you know, another thing that HR really needs to maintain is perspective right? You're, you're not going to boil the ocean in a day. You're not going to solve every problem that this organization has tomorrow. But if, if you're thoughtful about it, you can find your, where's your low hanging fruit, right? Where, where is, where can you make the biggest value with the least resistance? And that could be something as simple as we need to get all of our employees, the ability to ask for time off on their phones, yeah. right? So, so simple. And, and that can have such a huge impact on the organization. And once you've got wins, right? Once you have shown your credibility as a problem solver for the business, mm. that builds the goodwill to make bigger changes. People will be along with you because they'll <clears throat> remember that you solved that critical problem for them. Yeah. Um, and you have to find those things, right? You got to find your big rocks <laughs> to, to put in, to solve <laughs> first, to put in first, and then fill it in with sand. Another analogy. <laughs> the jar, with the, jar with the rocks right <laughs> well well what i love about that is um the, the finding the small wins to build credibility and it fits right into what i uh what i really like about what i solved says it's helping helping uh, hr people figure out those next steps you know it's not it's not thinking about yeah there's a journey there's a destination and that's inspirational but but at the same time uh making it seem achievable by finding those next steps to to really move in your your journey into full hcm maturity which is out of that re reactionary sort of operational um uh, just you know that 
uh, whatever you want to call it, you know, it's just completely yeah. impressive and, you know, and just not being able to think to being able to think and having a vision and, uh, and providing that full sort of strategic um, value that, that um, not to go full circle here, but getting back to this, 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 um, this positive sort of uh, trend in the industry where we're seeing people are, it seems like people are figuring this out. I think so too. I think so too. And I and I think the trend survey shows that. And that just makes me excited for the future of HR consulting. And yeah. I'm glad I I'm glad I'm where I am because I want to keep, you know, having my team support customers through that transformational journey and, and watching ISOL do it too, right? We're a company too. So yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. I'm certainly uh, plenty of people are really excited and happy to see you where you are. Um, you're doing great work over there at iSolved. And 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 thank you so much, Megan. Um, for joining us at this podcast today. This has been a fascinating topic. I can't wait to go live with this episode and, and just thank you so much. I appreciate your time very, very much. And I'll see you next time. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye, Brent.